Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Well, free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Miss to the top. To the top. This is the Eagle Hour with Bob Getty and Luke Johnson. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Bob Getty, Luke Johnson, at Dalton Stanford from the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. It's the Wednesday edition of the Eagle Hour. We're glad you're with us around the state of Mississippi on the Super Talk Radio Network. Opening segment of today's show, sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of everything Southern Miss. You can enjoy their delicious meats smoked in-house at their great restaurants every day. Or if you have a special event coming up, uh, they'll cater it for you, large or small. You can sit back, relax, and let Dickie's do the cooking. We uh, very much appreciate the continued support of Dickie's Barbecue. All right, men's basketball back in action tonight as they will uh, travel. They're there. We'll play Longwood University up in Central Virginia. We'll be talking about that ESPN Plus game a little later in the show. Also, something new in Mississippi, and that, of course, is sports book at casinos around the state. Interesting conversation coming up uh, with an official from Bokehoma Casinos, Jason York, uh, in regard to how that's developed and uh, what sort of reaction the casinos around the state are seeing from that. And also, Jason brings gifts, people, so listen up. You write this phone number down, 601-425- is it 2211? I should have probably known that. 425-2211. I believe that's right. Uh, that's our Laurel Studio. Jason, uh, we're going to have a trivia question a little later in the show. Jason going to give you an opportunity to win a free night at one of their great casinos in Philadelphia and two buffets, free food. So uh, that always gets my attention when you can get a free buffet. All right. First of all, though, baseball, Brant uh, Blaylock's double last night, uh, coupled with Cole Donaldson's sacrifice fly broke the game open allowed Southern Miss to walk away with a come from behind 5-4 victory over Louisiana Monroe. J.C. Keyes shut the door again in the ninth inning. Hunter Slater with three singles scored three runs and the Golden Eagles uh, continue to uh, play pretty hot right now as uh, they improve to 12-6 and six, and uh, that five game losing streak seems to be in the distant past we're happy to say. But coming up this weekend a very tough Old Dominion ball club 14-5 and five on the season. Uh, They've beaten Kansas State two out of three, did drop two out of three to Charlotte this weekend in their opening round of conference play, but they come to the Pete loaded for Bear, and we're expecting a great matchup. Andy Mashaw is the play-by-play voice of the Monarchs, and Andy, welcome to the Eagle Hour. Hey, thanks for having me. Well, we're looking forward to a good matchup. Uh, Your team comes in with a sparkling record of 14-5. and Give our listeners a little preview of what they're going to see out of the Monarchs. Well, it, it is an exciting squad. Uh, they got some good offensive pop coming through. A lot of very good freshmen. A lot of production they didn't think they were going to get out of a couple of really good freshmen. Andy Gariola, uh, left fielder, now has three home runs. He collected another one yesterday against Princeton. Uh, a lot of firepower through the offense. Pitching is up and down. 
two very good starters. The Friday and the Sunday starter have been very good. Our Saturday starter has had his moments. He's kind of been up and down a little bit. But this team seems to sort of live on the edge sometimes. It feels like they're always on the edge of a disaster, and yet somehow are able to, to keep it on track. Yeah, we can relate to that. <laughs> right, Luke? <laughs> yeah, we can for sure. Go ahead, Luke. Jump in here. Andy, talk uh, about Old Dominion. You guys had a phenomenal year uh, in 2017, got into the top 25, uh, I think reached uh, the semis um, in the Conference USA Tournament. Um, But last year struggled a little bit. What is Old Dominion looking this year, uh, and what have they shown early on to rebound from that 2017 season? Yeah, 2017 was – they had a lot of injuries in the – that season, they had some guys who, some pitchers who went down, and last year it was even worse. And then they had some of their power hitters, guys who were staples in the lineup, and they got they went down with injuries. This year, a lot of those guys are back. Like Benny Pasquantino, first baseman, he is back. He's back to his normal self. He's got the three home runs this year so far. And as I said before, they added in some freshmen. They got a couple of transfers in, but. Really, it's been the freshmen that have been a surprise that have carried this squad a couple of games. Like last uh, yesterday against uh, Princeton, a freshman starter getting his first start on the mound in a midweek game and we'll cruised right through him. We had a pretty good win. You look at uh, this schedule so far, uh, Monarchs have put up a lot of runs um, in a lot of games. And when you look at the lineup, uh, you know, only 12 home runs on the year so far, but there's a whole lot of guys uh, with RBIs. Uh, you've just been putting up a, a lot of guys on base and been able to get a lot of guys in so far. Yeah, that's the thing. There's been a lot of base runners, and uh, head coach Chris Finwood and these, this whole team is not afraid to do small ball. They will lay down a bunt at any point. They will put on hit and runs. They are very aggressive uh, in the small ball. They they can move guys around the bases. They will steal if whenever they have a chance, and uh, that's how they produced a lot of runs. It's not just been power hitting and getting clutch hits, which they do do, but it's been all around baseball, all around offense. They will drop a bunt down at any time, and the whole lineup will. It's not just the, the small, fast guys that will do it. Anybody throughout that lineup, they will put the bunt sign on for them. Hey, right. handy so, down here, We you, you think of football, obviously, as being king, but the hidden secret is the – the great passion for college baseball here in the Deep South and Mississippi may may be at the at the top of that list. Uh, what is what is baseball college baseball like in Virginia? It's it's all right. It's the problem is the weather is so cold up here when the start of the season starts. So there's a good group of loyal fans that'll be out there all the time. And high school baseball's got some pretty good talent around here. They had a lot of major leaguers come through uh, some of the high school ranks and some of the private school ranks around here. So there's a very baseball-conscious fan base up here. But they turn out more and more and more as the season goes along. Early going is a little cold for a lot of them, and we had a lot of weather problems. As I'm sure you guys get a lot of rain down there. You had a couple games postponed already, I've seen. Right. Uh, they they warm up slowly and they're they're pretty fair weather sometimes. When the weather's nice, they'll be out there. I've met some of the nicest people uh, from Old Dominion uh, through some of the conference tournaments that were held here at uh, USM the last few years, uh, and they seem to have a great passion for baseball and seem to have a real appreciation 
for the facilities that they saw down here and the experience of playing uh, at Pete Taylor Park. You think that uh, you think the players are aware of uh, of the type of facility and atmosphere they're they're coming to this weekend? Uh, well, I'm pretty sure they are. Most of the people have uh, touted how great the facilities are and how great the crowd is down there with you guys. Um, our athletic, our administration, and especially our our athletic director, uh, Doctor Wood Felix, he's a big baseball guy, so he's always interested in facilities and he's always interested in in fan support and other schools' programs and how we compare. And, and so I'm sure these guys know what they're getting into. Our SID was telling me, this will be my first trip down there, and uh, our SID was telling me, yeah, that's the best environment in the conference. It's the best trip in the conference because of the fan support, the facilities, and just the atmosphere down there is amazing. So I was kind of looking forward to heading down there. So, I mean, if they're telling me about it, I'm sure their players are pretty well versed in what to expect. Well, good. We're expecting, I think, perfect weather this weekend, too. So uh, the atmosphere should be at, be at full throat. Luke, jump back in there. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, it's all good. Talk about Coach Finwood um, for a minute. He's a guy. Uh, he coached uh, Western Kentucky uh, when they were in the Sun Belt. So he's he's basically been in a CUSA program. I think since about 2006. Uh, he he has taken this Old Dominion baseball program to the next level. Yes. Yeah, he really has. Uh, he came over with our athletic or uh, AD when he came over from. Uh, Western Kentucky. He eventually, when the position came up, they needed to hire another coach. He went. He knew where he was going, and he went and he grabbed Coach Finwood. And since then, he's really taken this program by the reins and put his own spin on it. I mean, up years and down years, he's been the same guy. He knows how to get the best out of his guys. He is stern when he needs to be, but he is also he knows how to be chill when he needs to be as well. And when they lost that first game at Kansas State. They had been on like a, a nine-game win streak, and then they got that snapped in the middle game at Kansas State, and it was a back-and-forth game in pretty ugly weather conditions. But everybody was kind of down a little bit. They got on the bus, and he stood up on the bus and was like, hey, look, guys, we weren't going to win 56 games in a row. It's okay. It's going to happen. If we just put it behind us, we step forward, and we move on. And that's one of the things that impressed me because he knows when to do that. But he also knows when to you know lay down the hammer because they had a game – the, one of the games they lost to Charlotte was a 13 inning game, and there was just some some slack play. Some guys weren't 100 percent focused in some areas of that, and there was a somewhat loud discussion in the dugout after the game as I was leaving. But whatever he said worked because they came back out and they they shut him out in the third game of that series. So he knows when to hit the throttle and he knows when to let off. It, he's got good control of this program. All right, Andy, we thank you very much for your time. Looking forward to having you here in Hattiesburg, and uh, we hope that uh, you enjoy yourself this weekend. Thanks for being on the show. Uh, looking forward to it. It's going to be a great series. All right, Andy Mushaw, everybody. Play-by-play voice for Old Dominion University. All right, coming up, Jason York from Bocoma Casino. We're going to be talking about sports booking in Mississippi. Write this number down, 601-425-2211, and listen for your chance to win a great weekend at the Golden Moon or Silver Star Casino in Philadelphia. We'll be right back. Southern Miss 
to the top. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Glad you're with us around the state this afternoon. Wherever you're listening, we appreciate you tuning in every day at 1 o'clock. I want to thank Andy Moshaw, the play-by-play voice for the Old Dominion Monarchs, for coming on the show in the first segment. Old Dominion in town this weekend with a 14-5 record. Game time's at 6 Friday night, 1 o'clock Saturday. I'm sorry, 2 o'clock Saturday, 1 o'clock Sunday afternoon. Old Dominion and Southern Miss at the Pete. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. Stop by before the game this weekend and pick yourself something uh, really nice. Uh, all kinds of Southern Miss swag at Campus Book Mart. Uh, if you're in town this weekend, you got to make sure that that's one of your stops. If you're out of town, just go to CampusBookMart.net and uh, pick out what you like, and they will deliver it right to your door. Quick reminder, Eagle Hour broadcasting live from the campus tomorrow at Reed Green Coliseum as Southern Miss gets ready uh, for the women's version of the CBI tournament. It starts tomorrow night at Six o'clock. We'll be there from one to two. Uh, we're gonna have Jack Duggan on the show, Coach McNellis, and hopefully a couple of ball players as uh, they get ready to start their postseason. So we look forward to that tomorrow afternoon. Today we're broadcasting, of course, from the community from the uh, First Bank Studios, the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. Jason York is with Bocoma Casino. We asked him to come on the show today because there's a big development, of course, uh, that ties sports. In, uh, with the casino industry in Mississippi, and that, of course, was the legalization of Sportsbook. And uh, we appreciate your time, Jason. Thanks for coming on the show. Oh, thanks for having me. All right, this is a big deal. You know, this was uh, when the legislature passed this and <clears throat> Sportsbook became uh, legal in the state of Mississippi. Uh, it gave sports fans a, a real outlet uh, to, in a, in a real sense, to become more involved in games. Let our listeners know what kind of response your industry saw when uh, Sportsbook became available to Mississippi sports fans. Oh, it's been absolutely amazing. I mean, it's, uh, it, it allows play, uh, guests to get uh, skin in the game with regard to, um, you know, their favorite sports. So we, we've just seen um, a lot of crowds come in, and, and these are a lot of new people that uh, you never would have necessarily seen in the casino environment before. Um, and what we see at our sports book is, there, is there's a lot of a lot of our players come in and they play at the sports book. They may go, you know, play a little bit at the slots and the table games. But primarily, what we're seeing is that they are primarily a sports betting audience, and, and that's the activity one they want to engage in. And um, with the legalization of sports book, it, it's allowed a a upfront legal way for them to do that. Sure. All right. Now, is there a sport that you see the most interest in? Uh, well, of course, you know, with uh, with uh, college football in the South, you know, that, that's, that's been a, a real big uh, traffic driver for us. And, and you know, there was a lot of speculation on other sports, but we're actually seeing the same level of activity uh, with uh, basketball, both with college basketball and with uh, professional basketball. So mm-hmm. um, at least, you know, our, our audience is uh, basically, you know, finding, you know, we're finding different audiences for each sport that, that comes out there. How big will the NCAA basketball tournament be for the industry? Uh, well, nationally, um, the, the American Gaming Association just recently did a, a study, and they're uh, projecting that uh, 47 million people will bet on the uh, NCAA tournament um, for over $8 billion. So oh, nationally, um, you know, that's, that's 8 billion dollars that that will be bet now that's both legal and illegal but you know hopefully we'll legal 
um, the legal route will hopefully be where people start gravitating towards. Right. And I got I got to believe that NFL football is huge. Am I right? Yes, it's, it's NFL is huge. Um, of course, the Super Bowl is probably the biggest single um, event um, that people bet on. Um, but um, with the NCAA tournament in total, it's projected to do about double uh, the activity that you see at Super Bowl. Is that because of the number of games and, be- and because of the length of the tournament, you think? I, I think that's a large part of it. Also, you know, it's um, there, there's a lot more... Uh, regions involved with regard to the NCAA tournament, you know, a lot, a lot more, a lot more things to bet on. A lot more, you know, more people can um, bet on their favorite team um, within the tournament. So I, I think just the whole, with it being a whole month-long event, you know, just allows more people people to participate in. All right, let's take the tournament as an example. When tournament play gets underway Friday and your customers come into one of your three casinos and let's say they, they want to place a bet on, on a tournament game, I gather there's a facility with inside your building where they can sit there, place the bet, and watch the game uh, and entertain themselves by watching a game that they have a wager on. Am I correct? Yes, at, at Bocoma, we've taken a uh, basically a corner of our property and uh, converted that into our sports book. So uh, right now we have uh, betting windows. Uh, we also just uh, initiated a uh, iPhone and Android app where you can bet 24-7 on the app. You have to be on property in order to bet on the app. And we just installed last week two kiosks, which again, allows 24-7 access to making your bet. Um, as, as well, we've, uh, the past several months, we've, we've gone and, and basically added TVs to just about every surface in the facility that, that we could find a place for a TV for. Uh, we've got a, a big TV wall with, um, made up of uh, 75-65-inch TVs. We just installed two uh, gigantic 85-inch TVs on our on our west wall, so um, you know we we can show just about any game out there that people want to see, and um, you know we have lines on all your favorite college sports and your professional sports. And I have to ask you this too: <clears throat> I think traditionally when we think about sports betting, for some reason you tend to think about horse racing. I know going to Churchill Downs and going over to the track in Arkansas. Uh, always enjoyed doing that. It was always exciting to have a few dollars on a horse, you know, in a race. Is that part of the uh, sports book in the casino industry, or is that a separate entity? Uh, well, that's uh, a lot of times that's called what, uh, paramutual wagering, which uh, we are able to do that right now. Um, we're focused uh, with regard to horse racing, just going to be focused on sort of the major events. Not uh, Currently, we're not looking at doing it as, you know, an everyday offering, um, but uh, most of the uh, bigger name sports uh, we've got lines for. You know, basketball, soccer, football, mm-hmm. tennis, um, hockey. Um, so there's just about any sport out there. You know, as long as there is a popular sport, uh, we have lines that you can bet on. 
Uh, at this point in time, we haven't quite gotten off into the parimutuel bidding just yet. Well, it's interesting stuff, Jason. I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me about it. Now, also, you bring gifts to our listening audience, I'm, un- I'm understanding. And uh, uh, Luke has put together a trivia question. And you, you correct me now if I'm wrong, Jason, but I understand that you guys are generously going to give away a night's stay at either the Golden Moon or the Silver Star and two buffets to the person that gets this trivia question ready. Am I, am I correct about that? That is correct. Uh, Bocoma Casino is a Pro River Resort property, and so we're we're offering um, this prize to our main facility, which is in Choctaw, Mississippi, and that's the Silver Star and Golden Moon Casino. All right, well, here we go. All right, Luke, what's the question? Question is, in the March 6th, 59-52 win over CUSA champion Old Dominion, Southern Miss senior guard Cortez Edwards became the career record holder for what statistical category? So Cortez Edwards this year became the career record holder for what statistical category? All right, if you know that, you can call 601-425-2211-425. Already ringing. 2211. First uh, correct caller is is going to get the uh, the wonderful prize. Hey, Jason, that's really nice of you guys. We really appreciate it. And uh, thanks for the information. I think it's, it's a fascinating uh, – uh, a fascinating development, not only for your industry, but but for sports fans in Mississippi. I mean, it just sounds like a, an all-around good time if you love sports. Yep, yeah, we invite everybody to come on out and try us out. All right, we're going to forward the name of the winner to you. And again, we appreciate your time very much, sir. All right, thank you. All right, Jason York, everybody, uh, operations manager from Bocoma Casino. Have we got a winner, Luke? Not sure yet. Phone's been ringing a few times. But uh, okay. question again, just in case you hadn't got it yet. Uh, Cortez Edwards, senior guard for Southern Miss, became the career record holder for what statistical category? 601-425-2211. All right. When we come back, uh, Luke and I, of course, basketball tonight as the Golden Eagles get ready to take on Longwood University. You can watch that game tonight, by the way, on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, Luke and I will be at Regreen Coliseum tomorrow. That's when the women – crank up their postseason play we're really looking forward to that and uh got jack duggan coming over uh coach mcnellis we believe is going to join us and hopefully she's going to bring a couple of these young ladies with her uh because we're very interested in hearing their thoughts about uh postseason play and i'll tell you what luke i've just got a, a smile on my face to think that uh both the men and women's team are going to get to play a little more basketball Five senior uh, men get to play. Megan Brown uh, gets to play one more for the Lady Eagles. So postseason play for Southern Miss. Happy for it. All right. When we come back, we'll tell you who won that uh, trip to Choctaw, Mississippi. And uh, we'll have more Eagle Hour discussion right after this. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. 
third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us today by 4th Street Bar and Grill, located on 4th Street in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Excellent plate lunches. Mm. Stop by and see all the Southern Miss memorabilia. And go eat the uh, Bob Getty-approved shrimp po' boy, 4th Street Bar and Grill. Proud sponsor. (laughs) Proud sponsor of the third segment of the Eagle Hour. Hey, Bob, we got a winner. All right, let's see We have a winner. Congratulations to Corporal. Patrick Dickerson of the Laurel Police Department. And no, there were no back negotiating deals where I needed to get out of a traffic ticket or something like that. Nothing. One at Fair and Square, Corporal Patrick Dickerson of the Laurel Police Department uh, told Sheila over the phone, he listens to the Eagle Hour all the time. Thank you, sir, for what you do for community here in Laurel, and congratulations on winning a, a stay up in Philadelphia, Mississippi. That's outstanding. He gets a night at either the Golden Moon or the Silver Star Casino and two free buffets. So, uh, Corporal, I'd take somebody with me if I were you. I don't know. I might go by myself and just eat the dinner buffet and the lunch buffet, but uh, he's probably got a wife at, uh, or, a, or a better half he wants to take with him. You you did it at the Beau Rivage at the conference tournament. You said that the buffet over there was redonkulous. Oh, that's a very yeah, good it was buffet. It was nasty. It was really nasty. It was so bad I ate there, I think, three times in two days. Charged it to Telesouth. I even made it better. I mean, how's it get any better than that, go. right? There you go. All right, that's good, Luke. I'm glad to hear a police officer won that. That's great. So, Golden Eagles, it was all smooth sailing last night, Bob, until the top of the eighth. We give up three runs. Looks like we're going to snatch victory or snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Uh, But what I think is one of the biggest uh, turnarounds, the reason that the Eagles have won, what is it now, uh, eight in a row? Yeah, eight in a row is uh, the emergence of Brent Blaylock back in. Uh, the lineup gets a t- uh, two-run double in the bottom of the eighth, and J.C. Keys comes in and, and shuts down the door, and Eagles win last night 5-4. to four. Your your take um, from baseball last night, Bob? Well, Blaylock is, is certainly, you know, he kind of reminds me, I'm careful to throw these comparisons out, but doesn't he sort of remind you a little bit of Luke Reynolds from last year? I mean, his build and his ability to hit the baseball. He's an outfielder, of course, but I think you're right. I think he was the spark plug uh, that the team needed. I'm also very impressed with uh, the way J.C. Keys is pitching, and I'm very happy about that because I know what an outstanding kid he is, and he's had an up-and-down uh, – I think it's fair to say he's had up-and-down outings as a pitcher, but he really now seems to be homed in and I think has become the closer for the baseball team. And, Luke, I, you know, it's it's easy to, to call on the same names, but how do you overlook Hunter Slater? I mean, he – has three hits last night, scores three runs. Hunter is a consistent force uh, at the plate, and I think an outstanding first baseman. You had a, a crucial hit again last night. So what what we were expecting in the early part of the season, you got ducks on the pond, you need to move them over. We got one of those hits last night. It was Blaylock's only uh, hit of the game, um, but he got that, that RBI. Uh, you look at, again, though, here's the thing about this baseball team. 13 runners left on base last night. Yeah. So still, I mean, it continues. I think we had somewhere around 30 this weekend. If they will start, you know, putting a couple more of those, you're looking at, you know, averaging seven, eight runs a game. Mm-hmm. And with the way the bullpen's been, you look at the bullpen last night, and, and they, they didn't throw as many as they threw last week. They threw six. But Gabe Shepard starts the game, five strikeouts and in two innings. Um, and then from Lewis uh, to Tweedy, three guys in a row, they put up goose eggs. Nelm's got a little trouble, and, and it got two runs charged to him when 
Keys came in. But but when you look at J.C. Keys, he gave up, he did give up a run. But right now, when you look at relievers, you always look at the strikeout to inning pitch ratio. Right now, J.C. Keys has thrown thirteen and two thirds, and in those thirteen and two thirds, he's putting up closer numbers. He struck out twenty one batters, Bob. So it, right. it's impressive for him. He's able because he's pitching in and uh, and shorter innings. He's able to really gas that fastball up into the low to mid nineties. I tell you another thing about the baseball team that I think we haven't talked enough about, and I think that's the job that Coach Oz has done with that bullpen and pitching staff. His impact on the baseball team is really becoming visible, don't you think? He's a guy that dominated uh, junior college level, and uh, now. Hey, Coach Oz, you don't have to fool with the program. You just fool with these pitchers. And the bullpen continues to be resilient. Guys like, like Sean Tweedy, you know, Tweedy was a guy last year that when he came in, you just kind of, uh, what are we going to get? Two, three, five ERA right now. You know, mm-hmm. you look at, uh, what Adam Jackson's done as a starter. Then you got guys like Cody Carroll's, uh, Cody Carroll that can come out. Uh, as good as Ryan, you know, Aki is. Um, but just last night, just able for those guys to, uh, get bullpens in. I thought there for a minute when Jared Wright uh, didn't hit the batter, but then he hit the batter. I thought we were going to have some midwork uh, or midweek fireworks out of Coach Barry. Was really worried about that hamstring for a minute, but yeah, you you see the you you see how effective the bullpen's been. Coach learned his lesson about that hamstring. He told us it took him all what well, all summer to get over that last year. So, Coach, don't start chasing anybody down. Now, just take your time if you've got an argument to pursue and just walk across the field. That would be my uh, unsolicited advice. All right, Luke, another big night for basketball. What, what do you look for? Is it Now, paper, you would say, oh, the Golden Eagles will blow this team up. This team is not in the same league as a Southern Miss uh, athletic basketball team. But what's your take on Longwood and Southern Miss? What scares me about Longwood is their ability to shoot the three ball. Um, that's why we lost to UAB. That's why we lost to Western Kentucky the second time. And that's why we almost lost Louisiana Tech, uh, team, um, you know, with the game we won in overtime. We have basically hogged the middle and shut down teams in the middle. And what that's done is that's opened up the three ball. So, uh, you know, on a night like this, Longwood has absolutely zero to lose. They're hosting, um, Southern Miss in their own gym. It's a place where they're familiar. They've shot uh, on this court uh, more than any other place they've, they've shot before. Uh, so I, I just think, though, down the stretch, the experience of uh, Tyree Griffin, Cortez Edwards, and I think Leonard Harper Baker's physicality on the inside, it's going to be too much. I, so part of you just wants the Eagles to have one of those Saturday afternoons in Green Coliseum where they shoot like 70% in the first half, you know, and right. just uh, just go off. I think there's a little too too much experience. I think the Eagles, uh, I don't think Longwood may have played a defensive team as well um, as the Golden Eagles this year. Uh, so... Here's here's what you got to look for. If if we come out and shoot the ball 31 35% in the first half, it's going to be a close game in the second half. They got to come out hot and and early. All right, softball last night, Luke, uh kind of surprising I thought. Uh defeated by South Alabama, a, a team that, that they've handled pretty well uh in the past, but they lose 4 to nothing last night. Your take on the softball team at this point, uh 15 and 13 on the season. We've seen some uh, improvements. Uh, when, you, when you get people like uh, Springfield, when you get people like Trahan, 
uh, on the mound, you put yourself in a position uh, to be able to, to win a lot of games. You look back, first part of this month, they, they lost two games to Alabama by a combined uh, three runs. But it, it's just kind of the way it's been the last couple of years. There's a couple of games you expect them to pull off, and, and they don't. Lately, it's just been the offense unable to do anything. South Alabama scored uh, three runs in the last uh, three frames, and, and when you look at Southern Miss, unable really to get anything going. Just four hits, and you're, and you're playing at home. Bailey Springfield took her first loss of the year, and she gives up two runs in four innings. I mean, you know, offense has, has got to do that, so – when you look at where they're at right now, and they really haven't been scoring very many runs. In the last uh, four games, they've scored uh, a combined six runs. So you got UTEP. You got to go down to the border uh, um, this this weekend. Saturday is a doubleheader. Sunday they play at one. Got to be able to score more runs and pick up some of that good pitching. They'll be playing at Helen of Troy Softball Complex. That sounds like something out of a Greek uh, mythology or something. But uh, anyway, maybe this four zero loss to South Alabama will be a Trojan horse. Yeah, we'll go down right. there and sweep them. Uh, basketball tonight, by the way, you can hear on ESPN Plus. Uh, Luke would know a lot more about that than me, but. Um, uh, I, th- I think that it is available there. Also, want to remind you quickly that this show is now available on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, and Stitcher, and of course, uh, it's on demand at supertalk.fm. Uh, I can't remember who was talking to me yesterday, but they were telling me about a a friend of theirs who uh, lives outside of the area that the the show can be heard live, and uh, that he listens to it on demand every night. So we appreciate everyone listening. Uh, no matter how they can do that, uh, and uh, always a great pleasure uh, to bring you the show. And again, we're going to remind you we're going to be at Reed Green Coliseum tomorrow afternoon from 1 to 3. The old left-hander, uh, I've invited him over, Luke, and uh, he's always uh, he's always good for a story or two, don't you think? Or he can just retell the same stories again, and they're just as funny the second time. But Jack is uh, Jack's one of those guys. And what's really funny is when you're up there in the press box with him um, during a game. You know, he's he's a professional, but at the same time, in between innings, you can walk by and crack a joke with him. He's always right. and let me, I'll t- I don't mind box. saying this on the air. I thoroughly enjoyed Friday night listening to Jack do the play-by-play of the uh, baseball game. I I thought he did an outstanding job and and told him so. So uh, Jack's just a guy of many traits, and we'll look forward to having him on the show with us tomorrow afternoon. All right, Luke and I will be back right after this. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Fourth segment, the Eagle Hour, brought to us every day by Carter's Jewelry, located in Petal, Mississippi, and online, cartersjewelry.com. Always check them out on Facebook and Instagram and see their latest jewelry items located in the store. Carter's Jewelry, proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour. 
Bob Getty, Luke Johnson, Dalton Stanford from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg. Beautiful downtown Laurel. I want to thank Andy Michal and Jason York for joining us earlier in the show. Again, congratulations to Corporal Patrick Dickerson, the Laurel Police Department, for winning um, that stay and for lodging and food up in Philadelphia, Mississippi. Well, one thing that we have not mentioned that we must mention is that football started. Golden Eagles started spring practice yesterday. And from everything I've been hearing, Bob, um, they're only limiting the media uh, for like the first 30 minutes of what I've read and what I've been told. Um, And so, you know, a little peek yesterday – Couple different guys uh, aren't aren't healthy on the offensive line, so they they plugged in some more, uh, some new faces at linebacker. Uh, Jaden Johnson is on campus. That's the freshman quarterback who uh, decommitted from Louisville to uh, to be with uh, to commit to Southern Miss. Uh, he was out throwing yesterday. Of course, Jack Abraham and and uh, the other quarterbacks were throwing. But one of the things that you you really like Buster Faulkner, the new offensive coordinator, saying, and he he. he speaks of it this way. One thing we have to do to win a conference championship is to be able to run the football. And when you partner that with Ryan Stanchek, new O-line coach, who was the OC at Alcorn last year, who led their division in rushing nationally, you got to think they're, they're about to pound it out and grind it out. We know we can throw the football, but we got to be able to run it this year. Yeah, no bubble screens. That that would be my only request. I never want to see another bubble screen. All right, you had an interesting stat about football. I don't know if it's a good stat or a bad stat, but I want you to tell our listeners what you discovered. So Football Scoop had uh, – hey, basically was keep. I don't know who keeps tallies of this, but if you want to know uh, what Southern Miss was leading the country in, we are leading the country, or we did lead the country in one statistic. And so uh, when you, you look at how many FBS teams are, are the number of scholarships offered by FBS teams, you've got some SEC teams. Tennessee had, had 447 offers that they gave out for scholarship players. Uh, Stanford, on the other end, uh, only gave out 78 offers, and that's because me, Bob, or Dalton uh, couldn't get in there. <laughs> Who led the way with most scholarship offers, Bob? It was the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. How many? For Luke? the 2019 signing class, Eagles signed 26 players, but they offered 503 scholarships. What does that say, Luke? It says I need to get in shape. <laughs> As I told you, Bob, shooters shoot. And what I love about that is you're just throwing it out there. Come to Southern Miss. Obviously, some of these you know kids that may be a five-star you don't have a chance at, hey, guess what? You know what you do when you, when you do that, though? You get your name out there. The coaches get, get the program out there. And you may not get that kid, but guess what you do? You connect <clears> to a high school where there's going to be more players. You connect to a state where there's going to be more players. You connect to a region. So, you know, laugh at us if you want to. I think uh, what we need now is we need Patrick McGee and some of these guys now to give us full recruiting profiles for all 503 offers. Right. Uh, So that's 477 no's and 26 yeses. Have I got that right? That's right. <laughs> Shooter's going to shoot, right? Michael Jordan never Shooter's let him bother shoot. him, did he, Luke? It, ne- it never did. Uh, Curry doesn't do that. And let me tell you, you know why you do that? Because now there is a really, really good quarterback 
as a true freshman on the field named Jaden Johnson. That's why shoot or shoot, you may miss a bunch, but you're going to splash some threes too. Do you think at any point did they make an offer like our, our buddy Stump Taylor so so wonderfully uh, reminded us when Jim Carmody offered him, Taylor, I'm going to give you a scholarship if I can't sign this other kid? <laughs> Oh, who knows? <laughs> who knows how many of those were, uh, oh, you know, I, they're they're legit because they were counted. But right, right, you know. So does the does the starting quarterback from last year uh, stand to lose his job this year, or do you think the kid from Memphis will be redshirted? It, it's just really hard to. I don't. I don't think that's a. a that's a fair question. I don't think it's fair in some ways. It's just really hard to come in, and unless you're uh, the kid from Al- both of the kids from Alabama, right? You know, it's it's really hard to start as a. It's so much cerebral about being a being a starting quarterback in, in D one. I, I think it's Jack's job to lose, mm-hmm. but with a new OC, Faulkner, you know, he's just looking at, at kids out there. He's going to look to see he's going to be the player. Safe to say we won't know who the starter is until, what, the third or fourth game of the season? <laughs> hey, Bob, there's only four things sure in life. You ready? Death, uh, taxes, Southern Miss beating Louisiana Tech in baseball, and Shannon Dawson throwing bubble screens in his offense. So, thankfully, that's moved on to Houston. There you go. All right, we're at Reed Green Coliseum tomorrow afternoon at 1 o'clock. We're pretty excited about that. And uh, we hope you'll join us tomorrow at 1. Uh, we're surely looking forward to it. Back till then, everybody, thanks for listening. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.